On this week's Men in Scoring Position, we're going to be talking Cubs baseball, NFL recap, our fantasy picks, and we're going to be answering questions from you, the listeners. We're the viewer. Joined by a man who just wants to talk rats with Cam Newton. He's known around here as Run Third. Third because he's always about to score. Travis Pins, Travis, how are you? I'm doing good, guys. We want to apologize about the audio uh, today. Our mic, our little prop mic here, is uh, is not up to up to par, if you will. So we got to take that in, get mm-hmm. that all figured out. So we're kind of running off of the laptop. Uh, guys, if you're just tuning in, though, we are the Men in Score Position Podcast. We are a sports related podcast. Uh, you can find us on any one of our social media platforms, Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, all self-titled Men in Scoring Position. You can also find us on Twitter and Snapchat at Men in Scoring POS. You can email us any of your thoughts, comments, general overall points of view to meninscoringpod at gmail.com. And guys, remember, if you like us on any one of our social media platforms, you'll get complimentary tickets to the World Famous Laugh Factory located in Chicago. Uh, Bill, what do they always need to do? Rate, review, and subscribe. Tell a friend? No. Tell a plethora? No. A cornucopia? No. Come on. Um, so, I thought cornucopia, huh? Thanksgiving. Speaking of fall. Yes, yes. Oh, also, guys, we oh. are exclusively yeah. through YouTube. I forgot. I'm doing I got a good before. segue there. I know it's a great segue. Okay, we'll so, segue all right, back, no, segue back into the segue. Uh, speaking of fall, doing a little playoff baseball here. Uh, Chicago Cubs are playing game three today at 3 p.m. We're recording Monday, the October 9th. 9th. Correct. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, I thought we. Quick breakdown of the first two games. First game Friday, everything went according to plan. Uh, Mr. Hendricks, about to call him Jimmy Hendricks. That's not his name. That's not. That's not his name. It's not. Uh, so Jim Hendricks. Jim. <laughs> Go Jimbo. Uh, he uh, went seven innings, didn't give up a run. CJ comes in the eighth, uh, strikes out a couple batters. Wade Davis in the ninth. Boom. Easy peasy. Yeah. Right? I think if the Cubs could just do that all the time. Yeah. Like if they just used. Three pitchers, no hits. That'd be great. See, I mean, there was like two hits, but yeah, you know, I, mean, I mean, like no runs. See, they they give Joe Madden all this credit, right, for putting a pitch in left field, right, for starting Kyle Schwarber, great first and name, lead off, mm-hmm. uh, and just tell your players to do this. Yeah, every single time. It's so much. Hendricks, you go seven. We'll bring in uh, CJ in the eighth, and then uh, Wade Davis, you just mow down one, two, three in the ninth, huh? I mean, like. I don't know why. I could be a fucking skipper in the in, in major a league. Skip, old skipper. Old skipper. I like that. Is it funny to you that managers in baseball are always required to wear the same uniforms as their players? Um, could you imagine like seeing the Andy Reid in hats? I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'd want to see Joe Madden in like a three-piece suit in a dugout. I would. I think that'd be classic. It would be classic. Required fedoras. Right. Right, um, exactly. So then game two Saturday uh, started off according to plan, right? They gave up their early home run. Yeah, two. Lester to Rendon. Rendon. And Rendon, the thing is, is like Lester's always going to give up that solo shot with the fuck home run, and then he closes it out, and he has good command. It seems like he really doesn't give his group to like the third inning. Mm-hmm. So, um, and he's obviously the weak spot in our pitching rotation. Uh, for those of you who... Don't think so, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> so it's, you know, and then, you know. You're telling me you have an opinion, but it's wrong. Yeah, Cubs go up 3 1. Uh, and then the eighth, we came up five, man. Five. Why would they do that? That's um, not cool. Zimmerman's just having a year. I yeah. think. How many home runs has he got on the 37, season? I want to say. Something insane like that. Um, you know, and then Harper, you're telling me about, yeah. Ties it all up, man. Two run, 3 3. And mm-hmm. then. 
you know, we just got to do better than that. We can't dig ourselves into a hole that late. But, I mean, the Washington Nationals are a good team. It's just there's a saturation in this postseason right now between Cleveland and, and, and L.A. Wait, there's more teams than normal? There are. <laughs> well, sometimes some people sneak in and you're like, oh, thank God they're in here. Like, we're gonna, yeah. like They're like the Boston Celtics sure. of, you know, MLB. So, <laughs> not what we wanted tonight. In about an hour, we have game three. I saw it say this afternoon. This afternoon? Some would say that. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would um, say tonight. Yeah, it's tonight, because it's going to go into about 8 o'clock, I'd imagine. <laughs> it's a five-hour game. Five-hour game. Fuck. All right. Yeah, that's well, good thing we got beer, All right. Right, <laughs> right. right. Uh, the lineup is looking good. I don't know. Yeah, we have a lineup here. We got Jay leading off, which mm-hmm. is awesome. I think he's got a 325 OBP. He's oh, back. John Jay. John Jay, yeah, correct. Then you, got, then you got Brizzo. They got Contreras in cleanup. Which I think is smart. Ooh. Um, yeah, you know, last game. He did. He has Just a home run every game. You know, Zobris to me is going to be like the the Achilles right here. He just hasn't been batting well. Yeah. Um, his age is starting to show. I mean, everyone who wants to talk about Kyle Schwarber's batting average. Yeah. But in all talk actu- about something else, people. Do you have a life? <laughs> in all actuality, Zobris is is batting a two thirty two, and that's Ooh. not good. Um, you know, and his OBP isn't great. I got Russell on the back end, which I think is cool because Hayward's almost a liability always at bat. Um, and then we got Quintana starting tonight. So I, no, no postseason experience. We were just talking about that. I remember we were looking up the stats, and we we're both like, "Wait, where's the stat? Oh, we played for the White Sox. That's right. There's no postseason statistics. Uh, he's so 500. He's 11 and 11 this season. Sure, so. yeah. Um, I, I think at Wrigley, his ERA is like in the, the mid fours, which isn't great. And you're going against Scherzer, so it's going to take. A team effort. You got to get on base. You got to get the guys in. And I mean, Scherzer is a stud. Scherzer is. But then again, you, you, you know, you beat Strasburg, and Strasburg, I think, is just as talented as Scherzer. Well, and not to mention the fact. I mean, even the run that we had last year, we we didn't have the easiest pitchers to go up no. against. We went up. I mean, against, it's playoff baseball. You yeah. Just don't. Yeah. We went up against Mad Bum. We met up against Kershaw. So I mean, Scherzer, guys like Corey Kluber, you know, things like that. I mean, our bats have seen them. I think the only guy that hasn't seen him mm-hmm. is is Ian Happ, and he's not even in the lineup tonight starting. So, um, you know, we're good. I think we're going to get a, a decent game out of Russell. Uh, I don't like that Javi's not in, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll I mean, see. It's I a good small Hobby, ball lineup. But Javi is a really good bench player, though, too. You can stick him in at any position going, yep. going forward. He's in, you know, he can be a pretty good um, pinch hitter plus fielder. Right. So I think he's a really – I think that's a really good guy, him or Russell – one of the two coming off the bench. I think, I think Javi gives you a little more pop, too. Yeah. If, like, you know, say someone's struggling or, you know, you need a pinch hitter and then a double switch kind of thing. Well, this is, if you had to think small ball lineup, this is the exact lineup you would do. Mm-hmm. The insurance policy of Russell behind Hayward. I think, I don't think it's going to be a home run crazy game, but we've been wrong in the past. I think it's going to be like a like a 5-2, 5-3 game Cubs. Yeah. Um, just driving in runs. And then you got the red-hot bat. Of Anthony Rizzo, and I think yeah. Bryant's do. Rizzo, Contreras, Bryant, Schwarber. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to give you a chance, a chance. Yeah, I think Rizzo's slugging a 446. I mean, he's got 109 RBIs in the season. So, Ooh. go Cubs. Go Let's Cubs. do this. Uh, moving on, we're going to do our quick quips. Quick quips. Quick quips. We didn't work on the song. Yeah. Sorry, That's yeah. our first time. We're trying. trying. Yeah, we're trying new things. And if you have any ideas uh, for songs, yeah, please let us know. Email us. Uh, yeah. Um, so, guys, uh, for those of you who are first-time listeners, our quick quips is basically our NFL recap. We're going to go over week five. Uh, um, we're just going to kind of breeze through it, 
give you some of our highlights, and uh, and then we're going to break down our beloved teams, his Buccaneers, my Bears, who we're going to be playing tonight as well. Yes. Uh, October 9th. So, Bill, where do we start? Thursday night, it was a rainy day in Tampa. Um, and it scoring up being 19-14. So, what's more laughable? The Buccaneers' uh, kicking situation or Jameis Winston's Hail Mary attempt? Dude, <laughs> that, that Hail Mary was overshadowed because the, you, got, you guys have to do something about the, the kickers. Full cap in there. Dude. Four of them. I mean, that's 12 points. So he missed, he missed three of them. Um, he missed from 52. It was three. I, thought he, I thought he missed four. He missed three. He missed three. Yeah, okay. he missed three. He missed two the week before. And an extra point. Um, an extra point. Yep. Which is, yeah. Okay, so he missed from like 52. He missed from 46. And then he missed from 31. And the 31 just really freaking killed us. Um, and we ended up scoring a couple, a touchdown late. Uh, and having opportunity still to win the game, the ball's on like the 20-yard line, uh, we have one play left, and the Patriots go into the super prevent defense where they, if, if you guys can look at the replay too, I mean, there's basically no one there besides the front four until the goal line. And James takes that opportunity where you think, oh, it's going to be jump ball to Howard, it's going to be jump ball to Evans. He throws a rifle, a bullet pass, to, to O.J. Howard, who hadn't even turned around from his break yet. He's not even expecting the ball at all. Well, so if this is like a play in which they practiced or something was said in the huddle, clearly it did not show. Huge and if he didn't say that in the huddle or something was practiced, that's just – got to have a better football IQ, you know, to sound cliche than that. Is, he's not going to be looking for that. Why would he be? Um, well, the commentary on, the, on that game was insane, too, because they almost exclusively put it on Howard. When uh, when I was listening, they go, oh, really? they were like, you got to turn around, you got to look for that ball. I'm like, once you get to that level, it's a matter of steps and timing. It's not a matter of just like, oh, because someone's going to light him up, especially a rookie. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, so. you have two big bodies, and, and Evans and Howard are both 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, it was and... cool to see Howard get involved, though, huh? I mean, that's promising. I mean, it was – he was kind of involved. Cam Brake's still their number one tight end um, going in. I think O.J. Howard eventually going to take that role over, but Winston definitely has a trust in Cam Brake, who had another touchdown this week. Um, but, yeah, it was just it was just a really weird pass that he did that I would have not expected coming unless I said unless there was something said or something practiced or whatever. It was just – I don't know why I don't – that ball – everyone knows that ball should go to Mike Evans. Everyone knows that ball should be a, a – a, a lob pass, a fade, or whatever you want to call it, a jump ball to Mike Evans, and you hope he catches it. Like, that's your best chance, I think. In that right particular there. scenario, yeah. yeah. That's my personal opinion. I mean, I know everyone knows that's going to happen, unless you have some sort of deception, which you really can't in that situation. Right. And considering the So defense, you throw a ball to your best athlete. Either either a ball up high to Howard or a ball up high to Evans. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, Especially I'm, with the Patriots, you have, like, Gronk back there, too, and Gronk was out. Yeah. So, like, there's no one that can match them physically. Yeah. It's a, you know, I got to say, man, that was a tough loss for you. I kind of felt for you. I was watching the whole game and, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see if, you know, this, this can, you know, turn, turn Jameis, you know, light a fire under his ass. They go on a four game win streak. Who yeah. knows? And it was, Jameis was very inaccurate that entire game too. It, it was, it was a poor performance in a game that we still had a chance to win and that's a game you should win. Right. So. Right. But I was, I was happy with our defense. We kind of, I mean, Brady threw for 300, but he didn't look great. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, a low-scoring game. I mean, it doesn't lie. What was it, 1914 mm-hmm. or something like that? So, 
I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to get them. Who I'm going to cry. Who do you guys got in uh, week six? Week six, we are playing the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, there you go. It's almost a certified hey, dubs. Hey, and, hey, and the cool thing is, is you can't tell the difference in the uniform. So yeah, I, think I love that. That's the best part. <laughs> when you can't tell who you're rooting for. Right. All uh, right, moving on. I'm not bitter about that. No, that's okay. That's <laughs> okay. Moving on to something I'm kind of excited about. That's fun, right? Jacoby Brissett. Yep. Dwyer High School alum. Takes his Indianapolis Colts and beats the vaunted San Francisco 49ers in overtime, 26-23. Well, let's call, it, let's call it what it is. He beat Brian Hoyer. He and that's beats super impressive. The immaculate Brian Hoyer. Um, <laughs> he flawless. <laughs> Brian Hoyer. So my takeaway from that game is that Jacoby Brissett, I think, could develop into a decent starting quarterback in this league. He's improved every single week that he's played. And, I mean, he's using his weapons. He he ended up with, we'll go into fantasy later, but he ended up getting a decent fantasy day. Yeah. He drove his team down and he won the game. Yeah, it's yeah. cool to actually see that team come together because when when the quarterback position in in Indianapolis in particular is doing well, like other guys, like elite, like T.Y. Hilton is elite. Mm-hmm. I mean, T.Y. Hilton is a top seven, top ten guy in the league. I don't really, I can't, I mean, you got your, you know, and then, you know, Frank Gore is still productive. Yeah. You know, Marlon so Mack was, was awesome. Nine carries for 90 yards. And they um, showed resilience, too, because I think that game went to overtime. It did, yeah. So. They, they won in overtime. Um, and T.Y. Hilton actually dropped a touchdown. I mean, he still had a decent setting. It was like 130 yards. Um, but he did drop a touchdown. From Jacoby Brissett, so Jacoby Brissett's going to be more fantasy points for him. Duly noted. Um, so moving on to the. <laughs> New York Jets. I was going to say Jets-Browns, baby. Jets-Browns. New Woo! York 17, Cleveland 14. The Jets are so bad, they can't even figure out how to fucking tank. Dude, I was... Okay, so any of you guys, any if sports fans watch Barstool Sports, you'll know that they're a bunch of cynical cunts. They just kind of bitch about everything. They really have nothing positive to say. But their take on the Jets is hilarious. And it's that of, you fucking kidding me? You had one job, and that was to lose <laughs> every game. And now you start winning. Why are you winning? So I feel for you Jets fans, dude. If I if that shit was happening in Chicago, which is not far off, uh, we'd be pretty fucking pissed as well. Uh, moving on, Jaguars thirty. The Jags are here. Pittsburgh nine. My takeaway is I know nothing about football. Yeah, pretty much. Fuck you and me both. Isn't Roethlisberger like oh like zero touchdowns for five interceptions or something like insane? That like that? that game, yeah, he had five oh. picks and no touchdowns. That's uh, nuts. Jalen Ramsey was off the hook that game. The pass rush was pretty good. Highly underrated cornerback. He had name always maybe not his own, but forgotten. I mean, Jim, he just started. Okay, listen. I understand he's only been in the <laughs> two, two, three years. Not but I'm saying like everybody enough. knows. Yeah, everybody, not stroked enough. The media hasn't picked go. up on him. Yeah, very feminine. <laughs> um, yeah, the Jags are here. Sure. What is going on? I don't know. All you gotta do is talk shit about Bortles and they start winning in London. What did I just say? I don't know anything about football. Fair so enough. You take the next one. Moving on. <laughs> Bills, Bengals. The Bengals, the Bungles. Hey! They're no longer the Bungles. Ever since they changed their offensive coordinator, the uh, Dalton the Green connection has been up. They figured out their running back is gonna be Joe Mixon. Yeah. And their offense looks somewhat like it has. It wasn't pretty. They went against the Bills, who's kind of like that, um... Take you in the mud. They're, they're yeah. that team. They want to drag you down with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, I don't know. Uh, Bengals are here. They're no longer the Bungles. We'll see, though. No longer the. After, <laughs> after one game against the Bills, they're here. They're here. They're here to stay. Not not because they made the playoffs four years in a row. It's because of this one game. Nope. Um, we got, oh, my favorite team, the Chargers. 
27, uh, Giants 22. My takeaway, and also my question to you, Travis, is will you be trying out for wide receiver for the Giants? Because they need one. Dude, that sucks. I mean, on paper, at the beginning of the season, that's the best one-two combo. You're deflecting right now. Are you going to try out? I'm a little past my prime. But <laughs> a little past my prime. They, they aren't calling anymore? Yeah, they don't. No, no. Maybe Fred. That's, could, it's a very rabid fan base. Maybe Fred could try Fred, it. Uh, semi-pro ball player Fred Murray. Yeah, who was on our podcast last week. Last episode, correct. Um, the Chargers finally won! Yeah! All right. Moving off on. Off the Schneid. Uh, um, Schneid? Yeah. Schneid. Uh, OBJ out for the season. That's a tough break. He done. He done broke his ankle. Uh, Sterling Shepard and Brendan Marshall both have. Both um, have. Uh, sprained ankles that are going to, I think, Marshall's, Shepard's is going to be probably a couple weeks, and Marshall's, I think, week to week. Um, Dwayne Harris broke his foot, so he's out for the rest of the year, too. Uh, they're down to, God, what's his name, something Lewis, like Ricardo Lewis, or well, well, some was... Lewis guy, and Evan Ingram, who in that game had zero catches, which is kind of odd. It is bizarre, but yeah. here's the thing, is you can go to pretty much any... You know, just, I mean, you can go to basically any uh, uh, practice squad, hit up a lot of free agents. I mean, wide receivers, there is an abundance. It's not like losing your franchise quarterback. You can fill some, put some guys in, put, pick some guys yeah. up. And uh, even even yeah, though Joe Cinco, you can replace OBJ. OBJ. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not that hard. So. Um, so next game that we go to real quick. The Seattle Seahawks, 16. The Los Angeles Rams, 10. My takeaway, Seattle's going to win the West. They just do it. Every year they do it. It's they, bizarre. They, they don't look you look at them, I don't think, what are they averaging offensively? Like 15 points yeah, a game? But they, they their defense is sick, and they kind of do just enough, and they're going to win the West. They compensate for that O-line. Yes, absolutely. All right. Uh, we got Miami 16, Tennessee 10. All I got to say is, no wonder that coach was doing blow. Holy fuck, are they boring to watch. That was a boring game. Very boring game. And then the Titans, how do you fuck that up? You guys are on the oh, you're, you're, make, you're making a believer. I know, but Matt Castle can still facilitate a me. No. 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 <laughs> Listen, I've been right about Hoyer. I've been, been right about Hoyer. I've been right about a lot of guys. Alex Smith, which we will get to. Okay, anyways. Uh, oh, someone you were right about, too, going into this year. Your boy. Uh, would you say you're in love with the ginger? I'm in love with the ginger. We already talked about the Bengals. No. The other ginger, Carson Wentz. Oh yeah, dude! <laughs> fuck, I love him. He How is awesome. You. He is awesome, and it, it wasn't even like it was, it was. My my one takeaway is Spinarama Aguilar. What a fucking stud move! I don't know if you saw it, but Spinarama. Yeah, dude, he, he, he hit him down the left hash. Sure. Um, and then ends up just putting him in the spin cycle and stiff arming him out and walking right in. Wow, it was beautiful. Hey, I didn't even know Aguilar had that in him to be honest with you, and they. Fucking demolished the Cardinals, thirty-four to seven. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Wentz is the real deal. This guy, week in, three, week out, touchdowns. three to four touchdowns, three hundred yards, minimal turnovers. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is a solid week one starter. Yeah. Every uh, we'll get into fantasy, but I love Carson Wentz. He's he's good. He's very good. He's and good. Blunt, Blunt's looking pretty decent running the ball too. Yeah. Which I think he just needs he's to get more quit. Yeah. He's he's seventeen for seventy-five. Smallwood got hurt, um, but I think Blunt. Blunt's going to be pretty good. Too. Okay. That's pretty blunt of you to say. I would say that is rather blunt. Um, <laughs> we got Baltimore 30, Oakland 17. No Derek Carr. I yeah. didn't expect them to win. Right. That's all I'm really going to Right. And, and the Ravens fucking utilize Ben Watson, man. I was really hoping you guys would. Oh, how would you utilize Ben Watson? Uh, okay. uh, so we got Carolina 27. Yep. 
Detroit Lions, 24. I think Cam just had to be chauvinistic in order to get his groove back. <laughs> I mean, that's basically all this boils down to. It was a barn burner, 27-24 down the last, and uh, mm-hmm. and Cam was lights out. He makes everyone around him look good. A backup tight end had 175 yards. Yeah. Fucking Funches. I mean, now, now we have Funches the base. Benjamin, have, yeah. Funches Benjamin, which we will get to. So uh, that was that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I think Cam's probably about 90% back from his soldier surgery. Yeah, that's awesome. Say that again. Shoulder surgery. Sure, 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 sure. We got Green Bay, 35, Dallas, 31. I would say never give Aaron Rodgers the time, even if he's asking you on the streets, because you will lose. <laughs> it, was, it was a good play. <laughs> it was a good play. So you give, you give him one minute. We a little more hardware, and then we'll you get the LeBron James. <laughs> man, you, you gave him a minute, and you saw what happened. And it was, we were watching the game at work, and uh, my buddy Joey Jenkins, who, shout out, actually named the segment Quick Clips. Oh, uh, thank you, Joey Jenkins. Joey, I just, Jenkins. just found out about that uh, live. Big, live on the air. Big Dallas That's being fan. recorded. And he's watching the game, and he's like, I know it's going to happen. We're going to score here, then Roger's going to get a minute and a half and win. And that's exactly what happened. Literally yeah. what happened. I was like, no, don't worry. You don't have a history of losing the air. Boom. <laughs> Bummer. Uh, another, uh, before we get into my beloved team, I would like to say that uh, one of the saddest, most exciting football games you wanna, I've seen. You want to cue the sad music? Cue some sad music right now. Would be the Chiefs-Texans. Uh, sad because J.J. Uh, Watt is now J.J. Fought for his fucking knee back. Um, he got severely injured. Billy, why don't you, why don't you, ex- why don't you explain to our listeners exactly what sure. happened? So it was a, um, a tibial plateau fracture. Um, shout out to Professor Khan, because I'm in physiology right now, so I'm, I don't really know what I'm talking about. But basically the way your knee works... Way to establish credibility, Bill. <laughs> ...is, um, your, your femur attaches to your tibia, kind of like, kind of like this. Um, and there's two, uh, Outward protrusions called your your medial <laughs> your your medial epicondyle and your lateral epicondyle, and in the middle, kind of right there, it's called the plateau. And that's there's a lot of weight bearing on that area, and he fractured right there in this area. If you can see, I'm showing the camera right here. But basically, like the front part where your knee connects to your tibia, which is your shin bone, there's a fracture there, and it is like I just mentioned, one of the biggest weight bearing bones you can have. So a lot of pressure on there. Uh, if it's not a super, uh, super deep or super like hard fracture in there, if it's just a little bit, it'll heal by itself. But if it requires surgery, he's going to need a rod in there. And if this is a rods and screws, and this is a decently long recovery time because you have to wait for the bone to, to get back. And I know J.J. Watt is superhuman, but, I mean, all our bones are made of the same thing. Right, you know? right, right. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a bummer, man. So he's, uh, out, he's definitely out for the season. By the way, we're going to be uh, posting a quiz on exactly what he just <laughs> gave you, so make sure to sign into our Facebook. No, but also it's just like for anyone besides me. I, no, that's super yeah. interesting, man. I didn't know that. I'm, I'm educated now on the matter. I will say though that the, the Chiefs are the real deal. I mean, they're putting up 42 points in this game against the Texans' defense. Um, oh yeah. And Alex Smith is lights out right now. Kareem Hunt's bad game is still 100 yards. <laughs> like, uh, the, I think the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs can make a run at it. I really, really Yeah, do. I mean, unfortunately, lost Conley to another bad injury. He uh, ruptured his Achilles, and you could see it uh, during the game. The they, showed, they showed it on the slow-mo replay. And what happens 
when he ruptured your Achilles is... Oh he, shit, we opened up Pandora's box over his fucking science lesson. literally, it rolls up, too. So you saw this pop. If you saw like, you saw the pop, and then it it rolls up. Yeah. And, I mean, the Achilles is the season ending, of course, too. So they lost Conley now. Um, they still have all those weapons. And Kel- well, Kelsey's in concussion protocol now. Right. But they still have, I mean, they have Hill, and they've used Thomas and Hunt and West vultured a couple touchdowns. Yeah. And, I mean, the, the score, I and don't think. And their offensive line is protecting Alex Smith relatively yeah. well. I don't have the sack numbers in front of me, but I don't really see him. They, but they also do a lot of motion with Tyreek Hill to confuse, and, like, they, they run those, like, weird read options, too, to really yeah. help with the zone block. I, I found it fascinating that they, on multiple occasions, have been doing kind of the shuffle pass of the tight end yeah. up the middle, which so they, I was like, whoa, yeah, Andy. You saw the video, I call him Andy. <laughs> Hey, and hey, yo, yeah. uh, if you saw the video I was posting a couple weeks ago about that play, they run a, a read option sh- shovel pass. So, like like you were just saying, they run this play where he can, at any point, he, Alex Smith goes over the right or the left, whatever, and he can, based on the defensive end, if he, if he breaks in towards the quarterback, he can just kind of shovel it out to Kareem Hunt. If he comes to a Kareem Hunt, Alex Smith can either run it himself or he can shovel it forward to Travis Kelsey. Which is almost like a triple read option. Basically, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that's ballsy to play at this at this Absolutely. high level. And Smith hasn't been like hit that hard either, so he runs it really well. He Watch, he just gets wrecked. He, <laughs> he ran a similar style uh, of, of play back in college. I mean, that was so long ago. Oh, my God. So it was 13 years ago. Yeah. in Utah. Was a while. So he's he's pretty pretty damn good around the option. Yeah. Well, now it's time to cue up that Monday night football music. Guys, we have the NFC North breakdown of Vikings Bears. I know everybody everybody's on the Vikings right now with their defense and so on and so forth. But I just want to hit you with some statistics for you Bears fans. Let's do it. Uh, Howard season stats, he's averaging four yards a carry. He's got four touchdowns, only one fumble. Uh, he's battling that, that uh, shoulder injury, so as long as he comes back. So the way your shoulders work, I'm just kidding. Oh, God, <laughs> Jesus, I'm, I'm spent. It's a ball and socket um, But last game, he got he got relatively shut down by the Packers' defense. Uh, he had 18 carries for 53 yards. He was averaging about three yards, which isn't impressive. Still goal line, got the one touchdown. Uh, but he it's we're, we're running a two-back system because Cohen – uh, he's got, you know, averaging four yards. He's He's got 24 yards reception last game. I think it's a one-two punch. And there's a couple things that I'm really pumped about with this game. Uh, I think that Fox is going to – you're going to see Adam Shaheen, our second-round draft pick, in formation. He's wondering where he's been. Yeah, yeah. So I think what they were doing is they needed a blocker for Glennon because he's so fucking immobile and such a piece of shit that <laughs> – that they had to, now they're going to put in Shaheen where Trubisky's a little bit more mobile. They can develop kind of a rapport. They seem to have a decent rapport in the preseason. I know they had the one touchdown, a couple connections. Mm-hmm. So I think Shaheen possibly could sneak in and be like a silent, cool, for maybe seven, eight receptions, like 50, 70 Yeah, yards, just a cool seven, eight receptions. Yeah. Which I'm hoping for. Uh, Vikings D scares me, obviously. They sacked Stafford six times last game. Um, they're third in rushing yards allowed, uh, but I think our way to success is uh, the defense just needs to do what they need to do, try not to be on the field too much, and just short dump off passes, uh, don't have Trubisky do too much, hand the rock from Howard, and I think it's going to be a low scoring, maybe like 24-23 game Bears. Um, are you at all concerned that Bradford's probably coming back? No. No? It's Bradford at the end of the I day. Know. I know. Isn't that so, weird to say out loud? No, 
I mean, yeah, they facilitate. They're, they're a good team. Stephon Diggs can light it up at any moment. Uh, we're riddled. Uh, we got Trevathan's two-game suspension for the hit on Devontae Adams, which I think is still in full effect. So losing a guy like him is tough. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, but, I mean, Minnesota doesn't have Cook. So it's going to be McMurray and McKinnon. Right, uh, right. Latavius Murray. So, and we're pretty good at run stopping up the middle for the most part. It's, it's going to watch out for Thalen and Diggs on the outside. Yeah, I mean, it, it's same thing week in, week out. Good receivers. Um, you know, we did stop Antonio Brown. So, I mean, that gives us some kind of hope. I'm not trying to be that nostalgic. Like, oh, we'll be fine. Like, when we were going into Green Bay and, like, the Bears acted like we won the Super Bowl because we beat Pittsburgh on the road. Because <laughs> Pittsburgh was on the road. I'm like, you guys are the most overzealous, short-term memory fucking fan base. Like, just Green Bay is going to fuck us up, and that's exactly what they did. So, yeah, um, yeah I say Bears take it tonight, but not by much. Uh, we just have to kind of do it. And it's Monday Night Football. And we got Trubisky. It's a fucking hey. wild card game. You have no idea how it's going to pan out. I mean, let's have some fun, right? Fuck it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought we. So were... that was our quick quip segment. Yeah. We are going to be moving on. Hopefully, it was quick enough for you guys. Hopefully. Um, I also want to say shout out real quick to another Dwyer alum, Nick O'Leary, uh, tied in for the Bills, who came in for Charles Clay. After Charles Clay went out for, uh, got card off the field. O'Leary, I think, ended up with five catches for forty-five yards. Uh, shout out, Nick O'Leary. Also, fun fact, Jack Nicholas's Nichols, Nicholas's grandson. Really? Nick O'Leary, yeah. Is that where you got the Jack? Jack. No, his name is Nick. Oh, Jack. Oh, you said Jack Nicholas. Yeah, Jack Nicholas. Nicholas. Nicholas Not, the golfer. The golfer. Okay. I always confuse the two. Jeez, like, that was just, tough. Did you guys follow the bouncing ball on that one? That wasn't. He's Jack Nicholas's grandson. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, so unfortunately this week we weren't able to co- record a preview podcast. That is my bad. I was uh, entertaining. Oh, no, family. It was all of our bad. We, we screwed up. One of us goes down, we both go down. That's true. When we go down, we go down together. No? Okay. All uh, right. Word. So we will be doing our feeling fine, riding the pine, what we had written down, mm-hmm. what we were going to go over. Sure. Um, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I don't know how you're doing. Um, I had one, two, three wins. I would consider mm, two losses, if you don't count injury, and then the rest were here or there. Kind I had eight wins, one wow. loss, and a loss. Wow. Yeah, I was really pumped. Damn. And the one... Time we didn't fucking upload. Yeah, right. So he swears he's the ones he picked. Dude, I'm telling you, it's so weird. He picked Melvin Gordon, dude, and and Deshaun Watson. It's crazy. (laughs) I always pick Deshaun Watson. Go back though. Uh, This week I did not though, but I still came out on top. Uh, So let's go over our feeling fine real quick. Okay, so for quarterback, I picked Jacoby Brissett. The aforementioned Dwyer alone. Nice. Projected 14. He got you 17. Again, like I said, he had a rush touchdown, 315 yards passing. And he should have had one throwing to T.Y. Hilton dropped it. He's mean. That's true. Yes. That is true. Guys, also, we just uh, before we get any further into this, um, oh, Billy actually bases his off of projections. From ESPN. From ESPN and what he thinks, you know, if they'll do better or worse, so on and so forth. Me, I kind of go more with the gut feeling guy that you can pick up on the waiver wire or possibly guys that you have on your bench. Obviously not first or third round. Guys, general rule of thumb. PPR, too. PPR, Sorry, yes. if that's this not is all PPR like, advice. We can give head-to-head advice. We can give keeper advice to quarterback daily, whatever you need. Just you got to email us. But all of our fantasy advice is primarily PPR. Mm-hmm. So that being assumed, we will move on. My quarterback, I doubled down because I was fucking done with him after three weeks. 
Came out week four and crushed week five. He was projected at 15, got 26. Mm-hmm. Mr. Chauvinism himself, Cam Newton, yeah. did all right. Did like good. It. Yeah, I think and he's they, back. Uh, yeah, he's almost back. I don't think he's totally back yet, but he did look really good in that game. Had a, like a really weirdly good game with that Dixon there, which was... Yeah, yeah that was... Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Stewart, I think, played a little more than McCaffrey. We'll get to that, sorry. Sure. Uh, but Cam Newton actually yeah, had, what, 300-something yards passing and a couple touchdowns. Yep. Should have had a running touchdown. Or not should have, but they, they set up a goal line run for him, and he was stuffed. But at least they're willing now to have him do those goal line uh, runs that he had been known for in the past. So, yep. I mean, that boosts his fantasy uh, value, too. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, uh, running back that I like this week, um, despite uh, every in despite every uh, what's the word? Like everybody said that they were going to do. No, no. Despite the fact that opinion? despite the fact that every time I've ever played this guy or in, in fantasy, he's been pretty terrible. Bilal Powell, uh, I he was projected at fourteen. I thought he'd get just around there, if a little more. He only ended up with six, but he left in the first half because of injury. So, I don't know. If we're so, that, you're the reason. Yeah. So, basically, despite the fact that I've... Yeah, I don't know why I trusted him. That's what I'm trying to say. That's okay. Uh, but he looked, it's okay. That's very interesting. It happens. He lives with a calf injury, so who knows going forward with that Jets running back. Uh, Backfield's going to be Mike B. McGuire if uh, Bilal Powell misses time and Forte still out. Sure. Sure. Um, for me, uh, I, I double down on this guy every single week. I think he's a solid uh, flex and or running back number two, uh, Christian McCaffrey. It was a wash. He was projected at 13, got 14. I know a lot of fans were a little worried because he only had he scored seven. his first touchdown of the year. Yeah, he only had seven yards, but he got the one receiving touchdown, which in fantasy is what you want. Mm-hmm. PPR, anyway, the receiving out of the backfield, and yeah. they are handing him the rock. They they keep doing they're it. They're throwing the ball for and sure. They're throwing him in. So, uh, so yeah, that's where we're at. Nice. Um, my guy was another rookie that I liked, Cooper Cup. Uh, tricked at nine. He got you seven. It turned that kind of a wash. Uh, they had three catches for forty-three yards, uh, and he dropped a touchdown. So fucking, you know. Yeah, and it was actually up. a really good move that he made. He did a little shimmy, got open. Drop a touchdown. Yeah. So he's still gonna have a big role in that offense. Um, not a big role, but a role. And I think he's a guy that if, if you know you're in a ten team league, he might still be available. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I this is a guy that I, I was feeling fine about. I did a lot of research on. Were you feeling fine? I was feeling fine about him. Uh, and I, you'll be surprised. I had two Packers on my feeling fine Whoa. list. Uh, Aaron Jones, the running back, filling in for Ty Montgomery. He was projected at ten. I felt that. Um, I felt that that the Packers uh, are turning a little bit more. They run a little bit more than they than you might think with a guy like Aaron Rodgers in the backfield. He ended up getting you 20, 21 points. Wow. Um, so I don't know when Montgomery's supposed to come back, but if assuming that Montgomery's out, I think Aaron Jones is a solid start. Absolutely. Um, if you can get him in now, I mean, this is last week, probably has been the week you picked him up, but if you can get him now, I'd say you can pick him up. Right, right. Um, and Mon- who knows if Montgomery's broken ribs, um, and the Packers are kind of known for holding their players uh, until they're totally healthy. As they should, because yeah. they, they have dealt with injuries with this kid. I mean, they, they broken up- ribs. It's like, what, are you going to throw him out there with a flat jacket? Right, like, right. Hey, here we go. Like, it's broken ribs. Well, they handed him the ball 19 times as a backup, and he got 125 yeah, yards. that's all you can ask for. So, um, like so that, I felt that was a big win. Like that. Uh, like that? Tight end that I liked. 
the ghost of Austin Safarian Jenkins. Oh, you liked him. I liked him. Uh, he was correct for nine. He got you 14, six catches, 30 yards, and a touchdown. Um, yeah. So make sure that win. I don't know it's going old. forward if that's something you can get. This tight end market is just so weird, and there's no real number one or two other than maybe Kelsey and Gronk. Well, yeah, Gronk when he's healthy. When he's healthy. And Zach Ertz. Yep. Other than that, it's kind of like, who knows? We I wouldn't even go as far to say Zach Ertz. I think you're just feeling good about Zach the trade. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, good call, man. I actually ended up made him ride the pine. That was my loss. Mm. I felt pretty bummed about that. Um, oh, you know what? I have another loss, too, but uh, we'll get to know. that when we get there. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll good get... feeling fine. You want to talk about coming back from the dead, Devontae Adams. Oh, wow. Poor guy oh, I thought was boom. dead. He was projected at 12. Boom. He got you 25 points. Yeah. Seven receptions, two touchdowns, 66 yards. Got you that late touchdown. Yeah, good um, Stud, man. I mean, that was a brutal hit against the Bears. I thought that he was really fucked up like Kevin Everett, um, the mm-hmm. old Bills tight end. I don't yeah. know if you remember that. So. Well, what's my name? Went to Miami, correct. So, Devontae Adams, that is a, that is a W. Um, a loss for me, well, plus or minus because he was injured. Uh, Carlos Hyde, checked at 15, going against a really, really, really bad run defense of the Colts, I thought for sure. Uh, he was going to do well. He left with an oblique injury. Uh, eight carries for 11 yards. So is Al this, oblique. This. So your obliques are on your side. Um, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> so this Professor might Kyrus. be, um, depending on how bad this is, if it's a strain or a tear, uh, Matt, Matt Breda, I believe is his name, the backup is someone you should look into because he's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got two more riding the pines. I'm just going to finish up here. Uh, feeling fine. Or, excuse me, feeling fines. I apologize. Uh, Amendola. As long as Julian Edelman's out, he is a solid wide receiver too, a flex option. I mean, the guy. As long as he's healthy. And as long as he's healthy, <laughs> I mean, he's eight, eight receptions right? a game, yeah. seventy-seven yards. Uh, he's projected twelve, got you sixteen. I mean, this guy single-handedly helps me win week in, week out. Um, and then my fifth and final, the guy that I'm really feeling fine about was Dixon, the tight end. He ended up getting. He was five receptions for 175 yards. He was projected at eight. I started him, and he got 23 points. I can't. This is such BS. I can't believe we did this podcast on Friday. I would have loved to see you say Ed Dixon mm-hmm. on Friday. That one, I would have. I don't know. That, yeah. That's well, I can write about the Sean Watson week in, week out. I just had to go with a different quarterback. Blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. I'm telling you. I did get really lucky with this one because <laughs> – I just I felt Cam Newton has a really really good rapport with his tight end. Uh, Greg Olson he was missing that. Calvin yes, Benjamin is. Oh, it's like yeah. So like you date someone that looks like an ex of yours because you kind of miss the ex, and you're like, oh. Okay. I would never do that, OJ. Oh no. All right. What about? Do you have any more feeling fine? No. We're riding the pine. That's everyone baby. I felt fine about. Let's be um, pessimistic. Riding the pine. Who I said should ride your pine? You're gonna see a theme here, and I was wrong. Um, I went big in on Houston's defense this week. Got negative seven thought, points. I started them. Thought this could be a week in which uh, Chiefs come back to earth, and you'll see this reflected in my Ryder Pine picks. I said Alex Smith's Ryder Pine. He's drinking for 14. He got you 25. 324 yards and three touchdowns. Um, go ahead. Do, do, no, no. Go, go ahead about Alex Smith. It's his 13th year. This is the sixth game he's ever thrown for 300 yards. The first season in which he's ever had two 300-yard games. People don't change in their 13 years. Test him for steroids. I'm just not going to say anything <laughs> right now. I'm really happy 
So again, I'd like to thank God. <laughs> I'd like to uh, no, dude. He's had so many offensive coordinators, so many head coaches. Andy Reid really knows what he's doing in the regular season. I think yeah. he gets overshadowed by a lot of other elite. And it's probably the best talent he's ever had too. A lot of talent. Hunt, Hunt, Kelsey. Hill, uh, Kelsey's finally healthy and, and a really big integral part of that offense. Um, and he is throwing some fucking. Oh, dimes. he is. Yeah. There's a reason he was a first overall pick, man. So. Um, my ride in the pine, I had a fucking feeling that the Jets were going to win this game. I've had Deshaun Kaiser, uh, who I've, been, I've really loved throughout the season. It's kind of like a Tyrod Taylor, 15, 20 points is what he can kind of get you. This well, week, more of an upside, like more of a, sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead. So, like, I mean, so the difference between I think like a guy like Kaiser versus Tyrod, Tyrod is Kaiser will get you maybe 300 yards with two touchdowns with three picks. Whereas Tyrod Taylor might be like 225, 250 with a touchdown and then 30 yards rushing. Yeah. So he's a safer pick. Kaiser is a guy maybe point-wise they match, but it's a different style. Right. Point-wise. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, again, ESPN had him projected at 15. Standard, right? Not a guy that I'm going to start, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ended up getting you two points. And what happened? He got benched for Kevin Hogan. He did. He did. He had two picks and two fumbles. That is a tough, yeah. tough game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a learning curve. The kid was kind of... Feeling high for there a little bit. Kind of had that Dak Prescott thing going on. At Nick oh, and this was a guy who was super inconsistent in college, too, who showed flashes. And, of and, was, a lot of, and was bad in other games, too. And there's a lot of mechanical issues, a lot of read issues. And, and they were saying that he was a really immature coming out of college, too. There was a big, like, which which is neither here nor there. But, you know, there's a lot of asterisks about a guy like Kaiser. I think when you go to a team like the Browns, though, you just have no choice but to start somebody who's new and fresh and, and mm-hmm. you know, just kind of hope that they can turn that franchise around. I just got a quick story. I was watching a J- Joe Thomas interview. and he was, Oh, I love this story. He was telling a story. I know what you're going to say. Well, maybe. All right, there's a bunch of them. When he goes into the huddle? Oh, he goes into the huddle, and this is last year, and he goes, and we had our third-string quarterback at the time, Thad Lewis, or maybe a couple years ago. Um, and he's like, and lo and behold, Thad Lewis gets hurt. And then he leaves the game, and another guy comes in, and then he goes... So I took the opportunity in the huddle in the third quarter to introduce myself because I don't remember before. I go, hi, I'm Joe. And he's like, hi, I'm Josh. Oh, my God. It was Josh Johnson. Uh, and he was just like, hi, I'm Josh Johnson. He's like, all right, let's go with this game. The hilarious anyway. you're a comedian? Anyway. No, Josh Johnson. Played for the Buccaneers. I know. Okay. Uh, running back that I said should ride your pine. Uh, one, I said Jordan Howard, so we'll have to see tonight. Um, the other one I said because I'm a big dum-dum Cream Hunt, <laughs> projected at 16, he got you 13, but even on his bad day, he still rushed for 100 yards and gets a couple catches on the backfield. Billy and gets one of those, by the way. Fucking Chuck Kendrick West, vulture two touchdowns from him. That's true. Um, but you guys have to understand, Billy does know what he's talking about when it comes to this stuff, because I think it was week, what, three? He said to sit Le'Veon Bell. Week two, three, something like yeah. that, when Le'Veon had a bad week. I thought he was fucking nuts. I got one thing right, so therefore, listen to so me always. Sit Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, he gets one of those. That's a wash. That's a wash. Maybe gonna happen. It didn't happen. I went. I went with it, you know. And did my actual lineup reflect this? No. I started Alex with the cream hunt. So, well, if it's any consolation, I've been kind of just. He's. This is a guy that I that I put in my starting. Now this lineup, is a guy. Right. That I put in my starting lineup, and then I put him on my bench. Nope. And I put him in my starting lineup, nope. and then I put him on my bench. And then by the time it comes time to actually set my lineup, those guys that drive you crazy. He always sits, sits, no, he sits on the bench. Down. And yeah. I don't know if this was a win, a loss, or a wash. It's a loss. Joe Mixon yeah. uh, was projected at 13. He got you 11, 51 yards. 
Uh, if you need, if you're really desperate for a running back, I think Mixon you can start two or flex. But I just feel like there's better flex options out there. This guy has never had more than 11 points in all five weeks. It's clear that he is going to be the starting running back now. From now on, he's going to handle the majority, if not all, of the touches. So we'll see. He might be like a ladder down the road kind of guy. But as of right now, it's just 10 points a game. Yeah. No, I mean, he's a guy like McCaffrey too, a high upside who hopefully is going to be a big part of the offense. But you just don't know. And uh, I, th- I think Mixon, yeah, like I said, down the road might be pretty decent. In the keeper league, absolutely. Like he's he's going to be a – he was a high pick in our league. Um, a guy that was a high pick that's been, quite frankly, terrible this year. A guy that I said you should sit. A guy that you said you should sit in the past. Uh, sorry, right at the pine. The Amari Cooper. He was projected at 11. He got you one. One catch, eight yards. I have his stats for this entire year, right? First game, five five catches, sixty-two yard touchdown. Okay, cool. Second game, four for thirty-three. Next three games, one for six, two for nine, one for eight. What the fuck is going on with Amari Cooper? Well, I like you said earlier in the podcast. Um, you know, he's got with a, car out. With he's car got out eleven there. catches on thirty-five targets. It's tough, man. I think that once you project, he's kind of like a like a modern day Sammy Watkins. How he was having those issues. In the modern day, no. like that. The classic Sammy Watkins. Classic Sammy. We Watkins. all grew up knowing the Sammy Watkins. The, the, the one that we knew and loved, the great hair. But no, think about it, man. I mean, Crabtree catches your touchdowns. Yes. And that's just how Doesn't it is. my touchdowns. Yeah, and then they're still trying to really get Lynch and that, that three-headed monster back there. You know, I, I just don't see – I think Amari – I don't know what it is with him, to be honest with you. I really don't. I just don't think he's as elite as – Everybody's trying to make him to be. Do you any... need to talk, Amari? Are you okay? We can listen. Email us at menscoringpod at gmail.com. I'm there. Um, so um, the question is, is Amari Cooper droppable? Can you drop Amari Cooper? At this point, yeah. Or trade rate. You know, hit somebody that's new. Um, just rape the fuck out of them. Stop that. Um, <laughs> but seriously, uh, I wouldn't drop him just yet. I say you, you ride the pine Yeah. until said otherwise. I mean, you... With the production that the uh, lack of that he has had, he's allowed to get 33 points on your bench because you know, somebody else like a Danny Amendola is absolutely going to get you 15. A guy like you know Devontae Adams is going to get you 15, 20 points a game. Sure. Why take the chance for these one point wonders against the fucking who did, well, Ravens. the fucking Ravens? Ravens. Whatever. Whatever. We get it. You got Weddle. Um, guy, all right, so ASJ was a guy that I wrote the pine. I was obviously wrong. Another guy. Obviously wrong. That I was super wrong about. But for some reason, both these guys are crushing week in, week out on both sides, man. You got DeAndre Hopkins on one side. Yeah. And Will Fuller, who I picked up in a super saturated league, two receptions for 57 yards and two touchdowns. He was projected to get 10 points. He got you 20. Is that, oh, a, man. Is that an anomaly game? Is that going to continue He's to happen? He's got four touchdowns in the past two games and two touchdowns. I picked him up off the fucking waivers, and I sat him. Like, um, I think with Watson out there, Watson's not afraid to throw the deep ball as opposed to Tom Savage and uh, Osweiler Coolest last year. name, worst quarterback. Um, and you saw it last night with Hopkins. He's just throwing the ball down to Hopkins, like just jump up. Like, you got this. Hopkins. You. Hopkins. Is uh, a, and Fuller is turning into a, a better wide receiver, I think. He's running, catching better. He's running better routes. He's catching them all better. Fuller's a guy who's going to have a high upside, but I think he's also a guy you worried about because he's more of the, the high-risk guy. Yeah, because he's Not high-risk, excuse me, but like he has the high ceiling, but I think he also has a low floor. Sure, yeah. sure. 
Um, well, either way, I just... He's a fun flex player. Yeah, both absolutely. of these guys I are, think going forward, he's a very fun flex player. DeAndre Hopkins, I have him personally in one of my leagues. I mean, I don't think he's had less than 25 points in a game projection, or excuse me, uh, fantasy points, which is really fucking great. I was not expecting that. Last season, he was not that productive. But uh, Deshaun Watson's a stud. They got something brewing over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that is a guy that I really, really, really fucked up. Uh, do you got any other ones? <laughs> it's okay, buddy. I do. Uh, I, was, I was feeling stupid. Well, no, I'm feeling stupid, too, because I picked Travis Kelsey to ride your pine. Uh, Frank, for 13, you got your 17, and he left the game early with a concussion. So yeah. I'll take the L on that one. Yeah, that's game okay. at Houston, I thought I thought you'd do better. So this was this was kind of a really safe bet on my part, but I know we've actually gotten a couple. My buddy Matt Notowski, uh, he said, you know, he was asking me about uh, a Chris Johnson, Andre Ellington, your favorite, and it seems that Andre is in a link still. Andre Ellington is the clear number one down back in uh, in. In Arizona. Arizona, I'm sorry, and uh, in your you know heart. I said I said first to, in your heart, first in, in your heart. I said to ride Chris Johnson. He was projected to get eight. He got you four, nine carries for 21 yards. Until said otherwise, until you know Johnson comes back, which he won't. Uh, you got to go with Andre Ellington. He won't, he won't come back. You got to go with Andre Ellington. Uh, so so that finishes our recap. But yeah. I thought we have a couple fantasy football questions. <laughs> I don't yeah. think you're safe. If you don't want us to name drop, make sure that you message and say that because we're gonna we're just proud of you. We love our friends, we love our fans, we love our Yes. We love our country. Sure. So uh, so Rob from Portland asks. Rob from Portland. Also shout out Rob from Portland sent us in the uh, intro song here. The new right. intro song that you heard today is compliments of Rob from Portland. But he wants to know something in return. He said his payments okay. for creating the song is answering these questions. Oh thank God. Right. Like, he is in a non here. he is in a non PPR league. Ooh, okay. Different. Okay. Uh, he has both the aforementioned Kelvin Benjamin and Devin Funches. Week in, week out, who should he start? Is there a clear number one, or is it matchup-based, in your opinion? Absolutely 1,000% matchup-based. There's, uh, It's any given Sunday with those guys. I think the safer bet, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. is Funches. I think Funches is the 10 to 12. He's always going to get that, whereas Kelvin Benjamin is is high risk, uh, high ceiling, like you said. Uh, Kelvin, say that. Oh, low ceiling. What, how, did you, how did you say it? For Wolf Floor? It was something, high ceiling, something about a vagina. High ceiling, low floor. Deep, this shallow pocket. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's that's at least my take on it. I think you look at the matchups, you look at who's guarding, you look at the, the defensive schemes. Mm-hmm. You really have to do your research on that one, especially when it's head-to-head because head-to-head is just touchdowns. Yeah. So, and in yards play play. For me, it's the, the both, they're both the same style of wide receiver. They're both big, strong not too Sexy. fast, but can run decent routes. Hot. Um, I think Benjamin's done it before, as in his rookie year, he had a really good year. Funches, this is kind of his first, I think this is the second year, but this is the first time he's been kind of featured in the offense. Yeah. I say it's Benjamin. Uh, Funches has had a good couple weeks, but I would personally say you start Benjamin over Funches unless something like it just continues where you're like, oh, Funches is clearly the number one option. I think Benjamin is still the number one option there. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so we have a question. This is regarding a dynasty league. This comes from Zach from Ooh, Brooklyn. Some interesting leagues. Yeah. So Zach in Brooklyn, not from Brooklyn. He's okay. In Brooklyn. Zach in Brooklyn. So Brooklyn. Brooklyn, what up? So he's in a keeper league um, in which a few teams. This is week four or week five now. 
have already benched all of their players in order to tank to get a bat, better, better draft pick. Now, his question is, should they implement a rule uh, for anti-tanking? What's Absolutely. your take on tanking in a keeper league? Absolutely. Well, if you're starting, what are we, week five, week, week five. six? Like, that's horseshit. I think the commissioner needs to take charge. I think there needs to be, like, kind of a veto of sorts where you make it, you know, three people because if half your league is doing it, then obviously you're going to get overruled. Or, you know, maybe possibly hop out of that league. But I am 1,000% against tanking. I think it's a childish move. And I think it gets people uninvested and uninterested. I understand the purpose of it. It's their money. But that affects the rest of the league, and it's just a dick move. Yeah, I mean, I think there's the competitive side to it, the fun fun aspect of it. My personal opinion on this one is that it is their money. Um, as long as they're still kind of in good conscience, good faith, actively trading and not just hoarding players um, and still participating in the league, I'm okay with it. Uh, you know what's funny, though, too, is you noted in the email that the people that are doing this are from Philadelphia. Of course funny. they are. That's pretty funny. Of course they are. <laughs> Which, if, if you know the 76ers philosophy of the trust the process for the past couple of years where they've been actively taking to get better draft picks. Right, right. Uh, but also, on top of that, for me, like, draft pick-wise, yeah, you get the one overall, but who knows? I mean, say you didn't know an overall pick, you need a quarterback, you get Sam Darnold, right, from USC. You're like, oh, sure, fire bet. It turns out to be a bust. Like, this year, in the first round, we had well, Joe Mixon, McCaffrey, Cook, and Hunt. And who's the superstar? Kareem Hunt. And right. he went... I think the last pick in the first round. Well, and that's the thing, too, because it can be just so concurrent, man. You're talking three years before somebody actually even plays a fucking Sure. Number, you know? Especially quarterbacks, too, because right. this is a very good quarterback draft. It's a, it's, it's a slippery slope. you got to kind of nip it in the bud or, or at least have heavy restrictions. And for those of whom don't like it, then they can go tank elsewhere. Yeah, go so, tank elsewhere. Go tank off. Uh, so our last question comes in. Uh, from Kristen from Pittsburgh. Kristen from Pittsburgh. Kristen from Pittsburgh. This is her second she's, appearance. She's, she's one of my faves. <laughs> she had a question. So her team is pretty bad this year. So what she's saying is that me last year. She offered a trade, um, Zach Ertz for Buck Allen. Now her theory was that Zach Ertz is going to be consistent, eleven to fifteen points, twelve fifteen points, whereas Buck Allen has the potential for a twenty point game where Ertz really kind of doesn't and. Her thought process was she was going to risk it now because she needs the wins as opposed to, uh, uh, you know, have the safer safer play with Ertz. Do you agree with that? Well, I have, a, I have a question. Did she say what her record was? Or are we just assuming it's really bad, maybe the one-win season or something like um, that? I think, let me look that up Because I think, I think there's a, you know, there's a time to panic and a time So what she's saying is she also doesn't really have a lot of trade trade assets. So okay. this was like, she's like, I could get a guy like Buck Allen for Zach Ertz. Well, for, I've had that issue in the past. And what you do is, is instead of going all in on one player, I think what you do is, is... Well, we'll get to the Buck Allen Zach Ertz trade, but I think what you do is you get role players. You pick up twenty point, fifteen to twenty point quarterbacks. You get your ten to ten to fifteen point running backs to you know five to fifteen point running backs. You get your wide receivers like your Danny Moe. So Moe's. easy to do. Your, your How are you guys doing this? It's so easy to do. Well, we're assuming that she's in a what twelve person league yes. PPR, right? So there are these guys, these waiver wire pickups, and again matchups. You really got to do your homework on that to go all in to save your season on a guy like Buck Allen. I think is it's not all right. I mean, it's a player swap. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. So it's, it's, well, I know it's a player swap. Right? So, so she it's basically what she's saying is that she's doing, she's taking a chance on a player who's more of a like we just said, more right, of a higher right, ceiling right. versus a guy who's consistent. Okay, let me rephrase. Do you, do you agree with if 
she's two and two and three in this league. Right. I I, I understand what she's saying. Mm-hmm. I like the aggressiveness. I think it's smart. Um, I I just I'm not crazy about the names in which we're traded. Mm-hmm. That's all. I just think, yeah, upside of Buck Allen, but no Buck side of Buck Allen. I don't really see Buck Allen getting 25 points a game. I re- I just don't. Even if he is a future back, he's still splitting with what's his name? Who's averaging? Yeah, yeah, who's averaging seven yards? And uh, if you're going to go all in on somebody, go all in on a guy that, you know, like a number one draft pick. I mean, get rid of two or three guys if you can. Uh, really, really hunt the waiver wire for, for flex options and things like that. But if you're really that desperate, I, I applaud you. I just don't think that, that Buck Allen's really going to change it. I, but it was a very smart fit to, to answer the question to kind of come full circle and quit waterboarding it. It was aggressive. I admire it. I just don't, I'm not as hopeful as you may be in a guy like Buck Allen. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. No, so, I agree. I, I hate to shoot it down. I think maybe you start proposing some major trades, let go of some guys that you don't want to let go of. Guys like, go after guys like DeAndre Hopkins when you got a guy, like say for instance, I know in my one league, guys got DeAndre, Le'Veon, and Ezekiel Elliott, right? He picked up Ezekiel because they thought he was going to be gone. DeAndre was like a second round, whatever. Second or third round guy for whatever reason. A guy like that can afford to lose a guy for 20 points a game if you're going to offer him, say, somebody that you don't want to get rid of, like a Cam Newton or a Julio Jones who's, you know, had the bye week or something like that. I'm, you know, I you got to really look at where you're having the issues at, if it's running backs that are getting killed, if it's the wide receivers that are getting killed, and just kind of go from there. A, wide, a running back one option in Buck Allen does not a season save, I think is the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sorry I, for the for the gloomy response, but uh, I applaud you. I hope it works out. I really don't. I guess my advice to you would just be to to keep keep trade proposing. Keep mm-hmm. tra- just completely swap your whole fucking team. I mean, I know guys like Curtis in our one league is is so aggressive. He'll start off with an entire league by week two. He has an entire or an entire team by week two. It's almost completely different by week three. It is completely different. Yeah. And he and he gets to the you know in his he gets to the playoffs every year. Apparently he's a three-time champion. Yeah, apparently he was fucking bullshit. <laughs> um, so, do you have anything to add to that? Um, I like the aggressiveness. I like if, if if it's you're not having fun with the player and you you think the other guy's high upside, I'd say you go for it. Sure. Um, that's if that's your style. My style is I like consistency over flash. I'm not a big flash in the pan guy, and more of a consistent. If a tight end can get me 12 or 15, if a running back can get me that same amount. If all my guys can get around that same with maybe a little potential for more, yeah. I'm going to win most games. And, and assuming I'm okay that some, with that. Yeah. And assuming somebody doesn't have like a blowout game where I'm just, I mean, with that, I'm a somewhat team. boring fantasy player though. Like I don't really like a lot of the, like a Will Fuller I don't like. Martavius Bryant I don't really like. Yeah. Um, but that's fair. Just because fair I think like there's that. just such a high risk versus reward uh, for them. So I like the guys like I do like, like Adam Thalens and the Keenan Allens that will get you that kind of Danny Nadola's. Yeah, exactly. That's what I like. Yeah. I'm with him on that. I'm I'm boring. I'm the exact same way. I think no matter what, yeah, you may have a 135-point game, but I know for a fact my team is consistently going to get me between 110 to 115, Mm -hmm. 120 points a week. And so only between 100 to 115, just every week. Every week, no more than five point margins. <laughs> Got this down. All right, guys, if you stuck through our feeling fine, riding the pine, our quick quips quick and quips. MLB breakdown. Thank you so much. Again, we are the men in scoring position. You can find us on all of our social media platforms: Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, all self-titled men in scoring position. 
SoundCloud and Twitter at Men Scoring P or Snapchat and Twitter at Men Scoring POS. Also, email us, guys. Email us all your fancy questions, your general thoughts, comments, overall points of view to menscorningpod at gmail.com. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Oh, shit. After I just did that whole plug? Yeah. Fuck, yeah. I'm not plugging it at the end. All right. Perfect. You guys know where to find us. You know where to find us. And if you don't, yeah, whatever. So, Ron from Portland had a second question, which I think he deserved it. He did our song. Well, he does do a song at the beginning and a song at the end. Exactly. That came twice. Fair enough. Also, free drinks at the bar, Ron. So... He wants to know, does the decline, quote-unquote, of Ben Roethlisberger affect Antonio Brown? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I actually read an article. I'll have to pull it up. I'm going to try to post it to our Facebook page on Antonio Brown's numbers. Right. Antonio Brown's numbers with and without Ben, and it's, it's eye-popping. No, but the question – okay. So basically is – I guess the, the question would be two parts. Then. Is Ben Roethlisberger playing bad enough where he could potentially be benched? Absolutely. Okay, yeah, so then that like is that. the assumption that he might get benched. Even if he doesn't get benched, he's going 0 for 5. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he's, he might as well not be out there right mm-hmm. now. So, yeah, you get your desperation att- uh, desperation show throws, but as quirky and as weird as this is, Antonio Brown was kind of made through Ben Roethlisberger as, like, the Mike Wallace's were, as, the, you know, he's always had a really, like, solid number one um, receiver. And... And when Ben's not playing well, their numbers go down. And I just think maybe Bryant takes a couple more touches away. I think Le'Veon starts getting the hand of the rock so they can protect the ball a little more. So, yeah, I think that I think AB's numbers go way down. I mean, so I guess breaking down that, again, the two parts, is Ben Rossford bad enough where they're going to bench him? I say no. Um, he is playing pretty poorly. However, like you said, the numbers between when he's on, when Ben Rossford is playing, even if he's playing poorly, are still amazing. Last game, despite the fact that through five picks, in rounds for like ten catches for 130 yards. So if Ben's out there, even if it's the, the he's dragging a broken leg, even if he's you know whatever shot up with dopamine on his freaking shoulder, I mean Rock Brown still is number one go-to, still a guy that is gonna get you. Is still gonna be the number one top five fantasy wide receiver in the game. So unless Roethlisberger's is hurt or physically benched, um, I think. Brown's going to be just fine. Well, I do want to clarify. I'm assuming that, that he is either going to get benched or that So that was, that's why I broke down two parts. Yeah, sorry, sorry. If he's out there, that's his guy, right? Yeah. So. Even if he's playing poorly, I still don't think it affects Brown. Right, right. Okay. Well, hopefully, Rob from Portland, that answered your question. And, guys, lastly, uh, feel free to like us on any one of our social media platforms. Show up to 3175 North Broadway. Get complimentary tickets to the world-famous Laugh Factory. Come out. Just have a enjoy a comedy show and you know have some fun. Okay, I will. The Thanks. fuck was I supposed to say? No, no. Fuck, come see a show. Bye. Bye. <laughs>